At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Ah! That's how I'm starting the show. Just by what's going on here? Anything else? All right, so here's the deal. Everyone's asking about Mike Sempervivi. He's not here today, everybody. we got a special guest host coming up after the first break, Josh Nason. I know some of you are very concerned about Mike. What do you want me to do about it? But I, I do have some news, and that is on tomorrow's edition of Wrestling Observer Live, I believe we will have a representative of Mike Sempervivi here on the program. And uh, maybe we'll be able to uh, work this out. So anyway, that's the update. But for today, Josh Nason is going to be on the show. It's a Sunday edition of the show. You probably all know what that means. We're going to be opening up the phone calls here in a while. And uh, God only knows what's going to happen when we open the phone lines. What I do know is not going to happen is Ryan in Cumberland is not going to be on the show because he's been banished because of uh, one too many stupid questions. So we'll see what happens down the road. But it's going to be a serious day here on Sunday here on this program. We have serious things to talk about, not the least of which is the SummerSlam location. We have got an update on, well, we don't have an update. I'm going to tell you what the plan is that they have come up with for SummerSlam. Why I can't figure out what's going on, and it's WWE, so that should tell you everything you need to know. We got a lineup for Raw on Monday night, and believe it or not, the stuff that they have announced is different from the stuff that they had on the show last week, so that's kind of a, uh, like, we're moving on to different things, that's at least good. Although we do have a contract signing, so what do you want to do? We got SmackDown ratings, these are the overnight numbers, so uh, the final numbers will invariably be a little bit higher. And we have an NXT viewership number, but not a demo number. And God only knows when we're going to get that because of everything going on with the uh, show Buzz Daily, etc., etc. So, a lot to get into today. We will kick it off after the break. Stick around, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live. Baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. 
So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success. Like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card. Choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration. An air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Are you one of the millions who have taken Zantac or other generic versions of this popular drug to help treat stomach issues? Then pay close attention to this message. The FDA said it detected low levels of a probable cancer-causing chemical known as NDMA in Zantac and other generic forms of this popular drug. They've banned sales and even removed it from the market. If you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've taken Zantac or a generic equivalent, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-251-7460-800-251-7460-800-251-7460. That's 800-251-7460. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812-800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. All right, now we're back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi is not joining us here today. But I think joining us now is Josh Nason. Is that right? Certainly is. The first time since November 2nd, 2018. I've been on this very show. It was abundantly clear during the break why it's been two years. Holy smokes. A lot has changed. A lot has changed, Brian. Even though you know, it seems like you and I kind of broke up when it came to WOL, no better thing to do than makeup podcasting. So let's do it. Let's talk. Yeah, it sounds like your, uh, your audio may be going through your computer, but we'll worry about that later. Keep talking into the mic just in case. We'll figure it out. So listen, before we uh, get into all this uh, jibber-jabber here, I do want to start with this. Tracy Williams is recovering after being hit by a car. 
Williams wrote on Twitter he was crossing the street with his dog when he was full-on hit by a car. Firstly, he wrote, I will be okay. I got hit full-on by a car yesterday when I was crossing the street. Guy blew a red light going 25 miles an hour. I flew for what felt like a full second, landed high on my back. Just so unbelievably lucky and grateful that my dog, who was walking with me, was somehow not hit. And she is okay. I take the hit for her any day. And it could have been so much worse. Williams wrote that he was recovering at home. He says, P.S., look where you're driving. Not everybody out there chose to spend their life getting their body accustomed to being flung through the air. Of course, he's part of Ring of Honor, one half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Also held the television title earlier this year before losing it to Tony Deppin in a match that aired last month on Ring of Honor Television. So uh, I'm going to tell a quick story here. It is not nearly as uh, traumatizing as what happened to uh, Tracy Williams. But I was once at a teriyaki shop at the bottom of the hill. And you know how when you, uh, when you uh, clean the floors, you're supposed to put up that ye- little yellow sign that says, Floors Wet? Of course. Well, they, uh, they did not put up the little sign that said the floors were wet. And so I took a step. And my feet flew up in the air, and I took a full-on flat-back bump right there on the hard floor of the teriyaki place. And uh, I was totally fine because I was a wrestler, and I would taken a lot of bumps in my lifetime. So uh, I understand Tracy's story here of being flown through the air and landing flat on your back and, and uh, I guess, being accustomed to it. But he is absolutely right that uh, 99% of the people on this planet or more are not used to taking flat back bumps. And so, uh, yes, look where you're driving. Uh, even if it's a wrestler crossing the street, let's, uh, kind of pay attention and not run people over. So very, very happy that Tracy Williams is doing okay. And, uh, we should get him on the show at some point to, uh, to talk about this and also Ring of Honor. So I'll try and set that up. So there you go. Josh, you, uh, you, uh, contacted me about co-hosting when you heard about what happened to Sempi. Of course. And you said that you had a lot you wanted to say about Dynamite and uh, something else as well, I forgot. But I know it was uh, Dynamite. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Oh, yeah, let's he talk about Buddy stuff. Murphy. Then we'll get into Dynamite. What do you have yeah, to say so, about Buddy Murphy of all things? So, you know, all the releases last week, big surprise, obviously. And there's there's kind of so, so many different ways of thinking, right? Everyone's thinking, you know, Aleister Black, AEW makes a good fit. You know, we'll talk about Andrade, I'm sure, a little bit later. You know, David, some thoughts about that, which I kind of disagree with in terms of how that went on Friday. So everyone's kind of like, well, let's slot this person here. Let's slot this person here and so on. If I'm Buddy Murphy, and then where does this even kind of people that just got released, what, uh, you know, three weeks ago, whatever it was uh, during the NXT cuts. If I'm Buddy Murphy, I might think about just doing the indies for a year and really creating a huge buzz for myself. Kind of like what Drew McIntyre did back in the day that is mentioned quite a bit. Just travel around. Don't just don't just kind of slot into to whatever the easiest spot is. But literally, like do do the Cody Rhodes thing. Work, make the list. Work around the world. All these places are opening up again. Indies are back. Going to be a fun summer. Just work. Go work and and have fun and kind of reinvigorate yourself. Endear yourself to new new fans and crowds. Be the star of every uh, you know uh, high level indie show you can. And then you know raise your price a little bit. So a year from now, you know next uh, next Labor Day. You're, you'll be able to maybe write your own ticket or maybe you stick with what you're doing. And the, the thing is sometimes easy to go with the, you know, go with the impact, the, the, the AEW, whatever maybe offers you the first thing. But maybe, you know, maybe it does everything a little bit different because this whole group that just got released, they're going to be thinking maybe the same thing. I'll tell you what I think this bloke should do. 
This guy needs to go to New Japan. And I'll tell you why I think he needs to go to New Japan. A lot of problems in New Japan right now. Uh, various, I mean, a lot of it is pandemic related. But uh, they just lost their uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. He's gone back to the UK and uh, whatever's going on there. And there's a couple of other names of uh, other foreigners who are not on this tour. And uh, Jay White is one of them. And uh, David Finley is another one of them. And David Finley's father did an interview and flat out said maybe David Finley's days here may be numbered. He's going to start. He may, he may be looking for things to do elsewhere. I mean, El Fantasmo's on the tour, but I think his deal is either up or it might be up soon. Fact of the matter is, at this exact moment, they're down at least three foreigners. And with Buddy Murphy, I mean, Buddy Murphy could walk into New Japan tomorrow and be awesome. And they need foreign talent right now. And he would have great matches. And he would make a name for himself. And he doesn't need what he doesn't have here in this country, which is a sparkling personality and fantastic promos. All he needs to do in New Japan, for the most part, is work. I mean, if he can speak any language, he can do the promos. I mean, it's not like he's, it's not like they're going to push you or not push you based on whether or not you're a good promo. So that, I think, is the best place for him to be right now. And if he goes to New Japan, he can work shows in America with the different promotions that New Japan is working for right now. He can do New Japan Strong. He can do Shots for Impact. Uh, if he ends up in America for New Japan Strong, he could probably work a match or two on Dynamite without signing. That is, I think, where this guy should go now. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, but who knows when Japan's going to open up, right? I mean, possible it could be, you know, it could be Labor Day. That's when his 90-day non-compete is up, so that's possible. But, yeah, I think it just depends on what what are his goals, right? I mean, not just thing a short-term, but long-term. Uh, he's done WWE thing. He kind of checked that off the list. But, yeah, does he want to travel? Does like It's hard to know because we don't know so much about these guys' personal lives and things that they want to accomplish, things that they haven't accomplished. You know, maybe he wants to do some teaching in school. I, you know, who knows? But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's such an interesting time because you have all these guys are going to be free agents uh, impending. We have Impact teasing a bunch of them, uh, getting uh, coming to Slammiversary. Who knows there? We have uh, more could come at any time, as we've seen. We didn't expect Braun Strowman and that group to get released last week. So it's a very interesting time. There's There's a lot of different places to work, but – Where's your biggest opportunity going to be? And that's that's obviously a big question with AEW as well, or WWE people that sign there. Where's your biggest opportunity going to be? Where's the the path of least resistance to the top spot? And for a lot of these places, the rosters are so packed that you really have to kind of take pause and think like, is this going to be good short term, long term, and what are my goals and what do I want to do? Should mention that tonight we have got a decision match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship with Shingo Takagi taking on the man who hates the belt and thinks it's a stupid idea and is upset about the way that they handled everything in Okada. And uh, I don't know who's going to win. I mean, I, honestly, at this point, it could go to either guy, and I would be cool with it. I'm hoping that Okada wins and throws down the belt and proclaims himself the IWGP champion again and gets rid of this new belt and tries to go back to the old lineage. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's coming up tonight, everybody. And we'll talk about it on the show tomorrow. Do you have a pick? Do you watch any New Japan, Josh? 
I don't. I'm, I'm familiar with what's going on with Strong, but not as much the uh, New Japan proper. But what I do know is obviously what I hear on Wrestling Observer Radio and other places that they don't really have the mojo they used to anymore. And they kind of need to get it back. So maybe that instead of going the uh, Shingo route, perhaps they go back to the old hand, as it were, with Okada. And, you know, just as we see what happens, you know, we saw with uh, Flair for so many years that no matter what, sometimes you go back to the people that you trust over and over and over again. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Okada get again. But if they want it, if they're like, look, business is going to be down for the next three months, six months, five months. Why don't we do an experimental champion? But they kind of did that with evil, right? So maybe they don't want to do that again. But I would expect Okada because why not? Versus I want Shingo to win. He deserves it. Well, it's not about deserved, everybody. Listen, if 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 all things were equal, I would love to see Shingo as the champion. But at the end of the day, they're in the middle of a pandemic. And they had a bunch of shows this month that had to be canceled, including a Tokyo Dome show. And what they need is a champion who could have money-drawing matches with challengers. And if you look at the challengers lined up, Okada is probably going to draw better as champion against all of those guys. So for business purposes, he's probably the right pick. But I would not have a problem with Shingo as champion. Back in a moment, we'll talk about Dynamite and more. Wrestling Observer Live. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Not Mike Sempervivi, but Josh Nason joining us here today. We've got lots to talk about. Next segment, Sunday, we're going to open up them phone lines. So be ready with some good questions here today, everybody. The phone number in the next segment, 844-913-2727, 844-913-2727. Not open right now, but you can uh, text us, 425-780-7566. We had both uh, AEW and SmackDown over the last couple of days. And the SmackDown overnight ratings, we have those. 1.792 million viewers, which means it's probably going to finish around one9 in the uh, final numbers, which are going to come out at some point next week. We do not have any Dynamite numbers. We have uh, NXT doing 668,000. That's all we know about it. And um, it's the good and the bad. I mean, the bad news is there's no AEW on the other channel, and they're doing 668. I mean, the good news is they were only down very slightly from last week, where they had a packed show including... A Finn Balor championship match with Karrion Cross. So to only be down a tiny bit is is not too bad. And obviously everyone's facing the NBA playoffs. So when we get to all of the final numbers, I will put them up on my Twitter at Brian Alvarez. And uh Josh, what is this uh what is this discussion you want to have about uh AEW? Well, AEW Dynamite. Uh this past Friday, I thought the show was a dud. A dud? Especially coming out of Double or Nothing. Wow. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty thoroughly bored, to be completely honest. And I don't, I, you know, I don't say that often with Dynamite. My expectations are, are pretty high for them, uh, and most of the time they deliver. Obviously, the the opening match with the Bucks and Pac and Penta was awesome. Fun show, or fun match, rather. Uh, interference like there is with every AEW match these days. And after I heard you and uh, Dave talking about Double or Nothing, now it's like all I see. Every single match, it seems like there's interference after interference after single match. But I thought the show, you know, coming off such a hot show uh, with Double or Nothing, granted it was on Friday, and part of me wonders if they are just kind of punting these Friday-Saturday shows in a sense that they realize they're going to get lower numbers and they're kind of just waiting to gear, gear up maybe some of the, the more hard-hitting stuff for, uh, for uh, July when they're back out on the road. But I just I came out of the show and it just it feels like coming out of the last show, the last uh, uh, post 
pay-per-view dynamite when there was the the big pinnacle inner circle buzzworthy thing that came out of it, the creation of the pinnacle and all that. I, I don't feel any, there's no like big talk value coming out of this. Uh, it seems that we're going back to the same angles over again, the inner circle versus uh, the pinnacle again, like we've, we've seen this already. Um, we don't really have, it's the same thing going on with Omega and the Bucks are still being the Bucks and Eddie Kingston's still involved with them. And we're going to have the six man next week. It just didn't feel hot. I think this factory versus nightmare thing is just is the most boring like angle I, I can think of in, in quite some time. I mean, think of where Cody Rhodes was the last year, uh, a year ago, compared to where he is now. I, I just I don't get it. It's kind of time to move on with this. So I was really disappointed coming out of it. The Andrade thing we can talk about in a minute and how that was presented, but just coming off such a hot show, as this was like it just I, I felt that kind of the momentum just kind of like died but maybe obviously they can get it back right away but you kind of think of these post pay-per-view shows as okay we're on to the next chapter of the story and it just felt like there was just nothing there to get excited about and especially ending the show with a you know bull rope match again with a whole factory versus nightmare family thing it's kind of like yeah i'm good so i thought that the show was all right i did not think that it was a great show but I think the the key they they are not they are not giving up on Friday nights. I actually cannot find my AW report anywhere here, which I what do you, what do you want to know? I can I tell you partially about. blame on Josh uh, uh, No, yeah. So <laughs> here's what I got to say. They have added the so they announced that they were going to do the Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega match, and then uh, they changed the date of it and they moved it to a live show later on in the month. And that show is going to be on a Saturday, if I recall correctly. So yeah. the point of this is they're absolutely not giving up on the shows Friday and Saturday. But but if you watch the show, it appears very obvious to me that they have already figured out that because the show starts at 10 o'clock, the show is going to start big and then it is going to fall off over two hours because the show is ending at midnight. So it was very clear watching the show this week that they front-loaded the show more than any Dynamite show I think I've ever seen, where the Young Bucks were in the opening match with uh, Penta and Pac. Andrade debuted immediately afterwards. Cody Rhodes and the Nightmare uh, Factory versus uh, the other crew, that came third, if I recall correctly, this is all off the top of my head. And then uh, slowly as the show went on, you know, they end up main eventing with Dustin and Nick Camarado, which as a match was fine. But, I mean, there's a reason that they put that match at the end of the show and not the Young Bucks. It's very much like the early days of Saturday Night's main event where the show opens with a Hulk Hogan match. The show opens with an Ultimate Warrior match. The show opens with the champion. And then by the time you get to the end, it's like uh, Strike Force is joined in action facing the Bushwhackers or whatever. It's at the end of the show. They figure it's 1230 I mean, that's the stuff that goes on last. So that's what I think is happening with the show. Yes, there is so much stuff going on on the program, and I think it is too much. I mean, I can remember off the top of my head without notes largely what happened during the show, but if you ask me to tell you who ran in during every match, I mean, maybe I could because I know who everybody is feuding with, but it's just too much stuff going on. And then you contrast that with SmackDown, where it's like, there's 15 people working in a two-hour show. The other show, there's 85 people working in a two-hour show. I think it would be best if we had a a nice, 
easy, like somewhere in the middle. Maybe 28 people working on a two-hour show. It's either one extreme or the other. So I thought the show was was okay. I mean, the Young Bucks match was great. Uh, Cody and QT, when everything in the storyline, when they're in the ring together, it's actually very good. But it's boring. Uh, I thought cares. it was all right. Nobody cares about QT Marshall. Can we? He's. A, he's I'm sure he's a great fella. You know, he's doing his part. But I mean, this Cody Rhodes is supposed to be one of the biggest stars in this company. Does he feel like that right now? Well, he's not in a position to be one of the biggest stars in the company right now. Well, whose no. fault is that? Well, that's <laughs> where know? they're putting him right now. Not everyone can be one of the biggest stars at any given time. Are, are they putting him there, or is he putting himself there? I'm is sure he he's so putting self- himself there. Is he being so selfless? That he's like, I want to do this to kind of elevate the school and these younger guys. Well, here's the problem, Josh. Let's look at it this way, okay? They announced on the show that John Moxley is out indefinitely because he was he was beaten up after the match at the pay per view. Why is he really out indefinitely? His wife's pregnant. She's going to give birth at any time. Who else's wife is pregnant? Cody. They have literally. The same due date. Cody and Brandy, their child's due date, I believe, is June 11th, which is the same as John Moxley and Renee. So, literally, both of their children, first child for both, by the way, could be born at any time. So, I'm not sure that Cody should be pushed as a main event talent right now, because God only knows he could be leaving television for a month any moment now. I can see that argument from double or nothing on forward, but what about all the time leading up to it? Well, this, he was this, hosting uh, a video uh, or a, a television show, and you know he was doing yeah. a bunch of other projects. So yeah. I don't know. I, I just I just thought the show just. I, what do you like as a as a fan? Which I know at heart you still are somewhere in that black heart of yours. As a WWE for SmackDown and for AEW, what are you most excited about? For both shows. Anything? Is there anything you're like, I can't wait to see this match next, the storyline next? Like, isn't it? I think it's kind of what, what the point is, is that, and, and this has been this way for a while, is that you should, there should be, I can't wait to see this next. What for you coming out of Friday? Well, what you well hold on. This, this is, this is a, this is a somewhat unfair question because AEW is coming off a pay per view on Sunday. So mm-hmm. what it should have been was all the matches that I wanted to see, I got on the pay-per-view, which is what happened. So the the show immediately after the pay-per-view, I should not have like a whole bunch of matches I want to see right now because I just I should have just seen them on the pay-per-view. Whereas with WWE, they've got a pay-per-view coming up in like two weeks now. And what the hell is even on that show? I have absolutely no earthly idea who Roman Reigns is going to be facing on this pay-per-view. Maybe Rey Mysterio, but I don't have any idea. And I should be far more excited. I should be more excited for matches in WWE right now than I should be for AEW. A week ago, I should have been excited for AEW matches because it was the go-home show for their pay-per-view. Now that the pay-per-view is over, we need to build to the next series of whatever. I'm excited to see Jungle Boy and Kenny Omega. Like, that's what I'm excited to see. But they're building that up for a TV match. What does WWE have when when SmackDown was over? What do we have for the pay-per-view? We've got Bailey and Bianca, which I've already seen with a finish, and it's literally being built around everybody's laughing. Like, Bailey's laughing at her. That's that's how we're building up this storyline here. For Raw, we've got Alexa and Shayna. Who could possibly be excited about that? 
And then we're doing, uh, I think it's Drew and Lashley, which I've already seen a dozen times. It's two completely different periods in time and booking philosophy. Back in a moment, we'll take calls and more and talk about Andrade, Observer Live. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. I'm Ron Barr. All my life, I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Josh Nason joining us here today. A few things, then Andrade, then the calls. First off, tonight, Brian and Vinny and Craig show. 
I know that on the Thursday show we said that we were going to do uh, WCW Saturday Night and Dynamite on the show tonight. But, in fact, we are not. We are going to do Dynamite only tonight. We will do WCW Saturday Night on Tuesday, and we will keep that schedule up for the rest of the month. That way we've got something consistent, and since Dynamite is being preempted all month, it'll make it easy. Thursday is NXT, Sunday is Dynamite, and Tuesday is WCW Saturday Night. That'll be this month only, then we shall get back to normal. Now, as I mentioned a couple of days ago, I can now confirm that, yes, it is active. If you go to our YouTube video site, video.f4wonline.com, that has full video shows, Brian and Vinny's show, Figure Four Daily, Wrestling Observer Live, Denise's show, Matt Men. All of this is up, video.f4wonline.com. It's seven ninety nine. As of right now, there is the option to pay $9.99. The $9.99 tier is now active. And that means that beginning tonight, the Brian and Vinny show, Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday, every Brian and Vinny show will not only be archived, but you can watch them live. And the start Whoa. time will be midnight Eastern for every single show. We used to kind of tape at uh, various times, but now for consistency, the Brian and Vinny show will air live at 9 Pacific, midnight Eastern, Every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday on the $9.99 tier of video.f4wonline.com. The Filthy Tom Show will air on Mondays at 8.30 Eastern, so you can skip out on Raw and watch me and Tom. And the Lance Show is currently at uh, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on Fridays. So I will continually remind you of what times they are. If you don't want to pay, don't! Whatever you're paying for right now, if anything, nothing is going to change. If you're watching on Twitch, the same shows are going to be available on Twitch that you're paying for now. Video.f4wonline.com, $7.99 tier, nothing changes. You'll just have to not watch them live, watch them on replay. I'll tweet all this information out after a while, but it starts tonight. If you want to join in and watch us do the show live tonight, midnight Eastern, 9 Pacific, get a jump on New Japan. Video.f4wonline.com, 9.99 tier. Also, I got a scoop for you, Josh. Whoa. I can okay. confirm it is Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns for the title at Hell in a Cell. What do you think about that? Boy, it's like a smart guy just told you that at some point. It is, uh, you know, that's a fun match. It's different, right? I don't think they've. Uh, is it first time? Like, have they have they done a one on one match before? I'm sure they probably have at some point, but obviously not with the world title on the line. I mean, it's it's something, right? It's something interesting. If uh, Ray can still go, obviously, Roman character has been a lot of fun, best thing in WWE in, in a long time. If they let it, if they really kind of put the work into it, why not, right? I guess. I mean, here's the problem. It's very clear where they're going here. Okay. Or where they want to go. What they want and what actually happens are two different things. Clearly, they want to do Roman Reigns versus John Cena, presumably at SummerSlam. And Roman Reigns versus The Rock, I would presume at WrestleMania. But it all depends on The Rock's schedule. Maybe Rock can only do Royal Rumble. Maybe Rock can only do Survivor Series. Maybe Rock could do a random September pay-per-view. I don't know. But those are clearly the matches that they are building for Roman Reigns. Now, the problem is... 
Roman Reigns has destroyed everybody, and so until we get to those matches, none of the rest of this matters. Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio, like, the match is going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy the match. But, like, who cares? Does anyone on the planet believe that Rey Mysterio is going to beat Roman Reigns? Nobody. Dominic doesn't believe this. Aaliyah doesn't believe it. Nobody believes it. It's just something to do until the first show, which is going to be, like, July 18th or whatever. And uh, as soon as we got a packed show with fans, oh, there's John Cena's music out. He comes, and away you go. Up until then, it's just spinning our wheels with this Roman Reigns deal because they built him up so big that, like, you can't believe anything except that he's going to kill some dude. A little is, dude. Isn't that – well, you've been used to that a lot in your lifetime. Isn't it uh, the same thing with with the AEW and Kenny Omega? Did anyone think that Orange Cassidy and uh, and Pac could, could beat him at double or nothing? I mean, same it's thing. Well, it's, it's a little bit different because, I mean, I don't believe for one second – I did not believe – that Orange Cassidy or Pac was going to beat Kenny Omega. I don't believe that the Jungle Boy is going to beat Kenny Omega. Do I believe that there is a chance that they might pull the trigger on Jungle Boy? I would say 5%. No. Maybe. Get maybe. out of here. Stop. It's stop. not zero. I'd say maybe 5%. Yes, it, it is zero. Josh, what is, what is the chance that they pull the trigger on Ray to beat Roman? That's zero. below zero. <laughs> well below zero there's no way they're going to take the title off omega considering they're doing this whole belt collector gimmick if that if that wasn't the case there might be a a one percent chance but i think we're this is where we're at in in the sport right now the sport sport of kings is that the world champions it's great we have some great world champions but no one really believes they're going to lose until there's a I don't. I don't believe Omega's going to lose until Hangman Page is in the picture. That's that's to me when I think something could happen or a Moxley rematch or something along those lines. With Roman Reigns, it's going to be a, a bigger name. That's just kind of how it works. Now on the Raw side of things, Drew could easily win at Hell in the Cell and probably makes a lot of sense to if they want to kind of you know get the title back on him and, and kind of change things up a bit. But I think that's where we're at with with World Champions. Is it's almost like. I don't know how you kind of work around it, is that you have to have a big name in order for someone to take them seriously. Otherwise, you're expecting great matches, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's a reality of kind of where we are in the, the content era of pro wrestling. Okay, so I got one other thing to say, then hopefully we'll have time for phones here. And that is this Andrade thing. Mm. So as, as I'm sure you're all aware, I get the West Coast feed. I hear everything long before the show goes on the air. And this week I didn't even watch the AEW show till Saturday night. So I had 24 hours of listening to feedback. And uh, what was his feedback to Andrade? That it was like a complete and utter disaster? Is that the general consensus, his debut? It was un underwhelming. Yeah, it was okay. underwhelming. Yeah. I watched this, okay? And maybe it was because I'd read way too much stuff, which I should probably not do. But when I watched it, I was like, this is the big controversial thing that everybody's talking about. Was it a great debut where fans were screaming and throwing babies in the air? No. But, like, when I when I read the feedback from people, I'm sitting there expecting that he comes out and the crowd's dead silent, and he cuts his promo, and it's like nobody cares, and then he goes away. It was nothing like that. Now, I will say, and I have a theory, there was one big mistake, and that was that he had no music, okay? So when Vicky 
comes out and she starts screeching. The way that she screeches, when she said his name, I would bet yep. you anything that if you were in the building, you had no idea who she even said, okay? You That's could, problem could, number one. You could barely tell it at home. A great point. Okay, Very so true. then, so she screeches something, and so the people in the building are like, what is she even saying? Then Andrade comes out with no music. He just saunters out on the ramp. Now, once people figured out who it was, they had a bunch of really great reaction shots of fans freaking out, okay? It was a it was a pop. It was not a blow-the-roof-off pop. But, you know, it's 10-20. They'd already sat through two hours. And granted, they'd done that before and had a hot crowd, so that's not really an excuse. But they went, they popped, but they didn't go crazy. That's fair. So then, the other thing... Don't mind me. So then the other thing was, Andrade cuts his promo. And when he is done with his promo, there is, in fact, a quiet crowd. How can you interpret that? Well, if you've ever watched any wrestling show on the planet, whether it's WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, whatever, what always happens at the end of someone's promo, when they do their mic drop or whatever, what always happens? They play his music. Yeah. When they don't play his music, what did, let's say that Roman Reigns comes out and he makes a statement and he's, he seems to be done and they don't play his music. What happens? What do you expect? Yeah, the crowd's just going to be kind of like, they, they, that's their cue to either cheer, boo, do whatever. That's their No, cue. what I'm saying is if, if you do a promo and you appear to be done, but they don't play your music, that is always an indication that somebody is coming out out, or something is going to happen. So because this guy did not have music, he finishes talking and everybody waited. And nothing happened, and then he walked to the back. So if you're watching it on television, it's like this guy cuts a promo and then the crowd's dead. So I don't think that it was a disaster. I do think that it was uh, it was underwhelming largely because of the lack of music and the inability of Vicky Guerrero to say a name that people could understand what she was saying for his big debut. It could have been done a million times better. But when I read that it like oh it's a terror it's a horrible disaster and like he's not over and people don't care, I didn't get that impression at all. I got yeah. the impression that it, everything music-wise, was done poorly, which resulted in a poor reaction at the beginning and at the end, but they did seem to be in him when they recognized him and when he began talking. I think it was much ado about very little. Well, I think the reason a lot of people are saying that is because your partner, Dave, led off Friday's Wrestling Observer Radio essentially saying very similar, that it was underwhelming, he had some concerns, even going so far as to say... We'll see after these 90-day uh, non-compete clauses are up for this next group. Maybe AEW doesn't maybe reconsider signing some of these guys based on what happened Friday. So I think there's a little bit of that that parroting, you know what I mean? they almost kind of letting Dave kind of guide what they think, which that does happen with thought leaders. It happens, happens with you, happens with Dave, happens uh, with other people all the time. But her, he, Vicky screeching his name didn't help because I couldn't tell what she was saying. I thought she said Andrade. The no music didn't help. But also, you know, a thing with these AEW managers and these these legends that they bring in, are any of them really making a difference? I mean, Tully Blanchard has a little bit in the pinnacle thing, but that's because they've really kind of forced him in. 
the FTR thing when uh, when Tully actually got in the ring for the first time. I think it was like eight years or ten years, whatever it was. Uh, Jake Roberts kind of does his thing, but really you could take away for that Lance Archer act, and there wouldn't be any difference at all. They bring some of these characters in and the, these old WWE people, and they really don't make a difference. They're just kind of there. I'm not a real fan of the pairing. I don't really get it. Um, you know, Nyla Rose, since Vicky has been paired with her, there's been no real, like, buzz or change or anything like that. That may change a little bit of the Britt Baker thing, but she's kind of just there. And they really haven't done any type of good job of, like, why should we care about her at all? So the fact they're kind of pairing with her Andrade, you know, maybe they're going to try to get some of that uh, that SmackDown-era edge Vicky magic back or something like that. But also it's like, you know, how, how long do you want to be going back to that well? And when Vicky was standing out there with Mark Henry, and Dave actually did mention this as well, which I agree with, it did feel like this is old home days WWE stuff. And it just was like, yeah, you know, I, I thought we're kind of past that. And we're going to have these moments, but I kind of felt that a little bit. So I think Vicky could work, but they haven't really done a good job establishing why we should care about Vicky as a manager in AEW. All right, we've got time for one call. You're on the air. What's going on, buddy? Make it quick. Yeah, I know. On uh, Yeah, oh, man. Okay, on the Brian and Vinny show last week, you guys were talking about how they were using love ballads and how you understand that's like from 40 years ago. Oh, yes, I'll get to it after the break. Back in a moment, Observer Live. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. 
Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Josh Nason, I know exactly who that guy. He was doing a yeah, but... You were making fun of uh, Indy Hartwell listening to power ballads from the 80s. But you don't mind Jungle Boy having an old song and John Moxley. Yeah, but AEW, I know these. I know them when they're asked. My point on the Brian and Vinny show was, if Ric Flair had come out in the 80s, and he's got his suit on and his alligator shoes and his Rolex and the whole nine yards and he's got his headphones on, and some guy comes by and he listens to his headphones. He's listening to some big band songs from the 40s. And you're like, what? What is he listening to that for? That's totally different from coming out to a song that everybody knows that they sing along to. I have to explain this? Imagine if they did one of those horseman uh, videos and uh, uh, they're coming out of the helicopter and they're all in their suits and everything like that. They're walking toward the building. And the music in the background is like some German war song from World War II. You'd be like, what? What is this? Meanwhile, you come out to a song everybody knows. They sing along and everything's cool. How can you people not see the difference in what I was saying then and what I'm saying here? Scott sure likes you, Josh. Where's Josh's audio? You're muted, but you're not muted. You muted yourself. I did. A oh. gimmick. Oh. Yeah. Right when I put you over is doing a good job today, you mute your own mic. Yeah. It must be that, that's Josh Mason. Josh Mason. Mic, not Josh, Josh Mason. Well, it's not the only muted mic on this show. Hey, listen, we got to go, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow with more. I want to thank Josh Nason, Mike Sempervivi, everybody in the studio, callers and listeners, Twitch homies. We'll see you tonight on video. You know what I'm talking about. We'll see you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.